0: X Network Production
1: Welcome to the Popki Show with Steve Mathis Support the show by clicking the Amazon banner on pullpocky.com before shopping. Follow the show on Twitter at Pulpocky. Subscribe on iTunes and find us on Stitcher or your favorite podcast app.
2: Welcome, everybody, to the Pulp Hockey Podcast Show. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. We usually cover the events of the NHL week-to-week week with uh, Ray Ferraro, but I uh, also want to do a little bit of this, which is what I'm doing now with... Uh, the next NHL All Star cover his career. Talk to him about what went on. Talk to him about the game today, the game when he played, and much more. And a guy who's uh, living in Las Vegas and uh, made a nice little career of himself. Over seven hundred games, like I said, NHL All Star. Randy Burge, what's going on, Randy? How are you? Awesome, Steve. How are you doing? Hey, uh, thanks for having me on the show. Thank you for doing it. I appreciate it. I know, uh, like I feel, like I told you before we hit recording, like I feel like not enough. Not enough of old NHL guys, retired NHL guys. You guys, it's it's unfortunate. Everybody wants to talk about the guys nowadays, but you, you know, you yourself had a pretty nice career for a long time.
1: Yeah, I was very fortunate. I ended up uh, playing 13 years on four different teams, and you know, it's always great to see on you know on the TV the NHL classics, and I show up there every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. You know, the finals with Edmonton and Boston, and yeah, just, uh, I was very fortunate played with a lot of great players, and uh, you know, like I said, 13 years in the. NHL was a great time.
2: Our buddy, mutual friend Rocco set this up with us. And uh, I don't know Rocco as well as you do, but uh, he's a nice guy. He's an integral part of Vegas hockey here. And, uh, yeah, nice guy. So thanks to Rocco for making this happen.
1: Yeah, Rocco is an awesome guy. He actually coaches uh, uh, one or two of the teams here in Las Vegas around the Valley. And uh, he's got a training center, which, you know, I actually help him out on Sundays or on Fridays and Sundays we we train a couple of kids on his hockey team to help him out and get nice. out there and do some stick handling and, and uh, shooting, and it's, and it's awesome for the kids. So, yeah, yeah Rocco's, Rocco's really helping out in the in the Valley here with the, with the youth hockey.
2: Now, uh, I'm looking at your uh, hockey IMDB or whatever it is, uh, and you ended up you're playing for the Vegas Thunder of the IHL. This was when the IHL was really rocking. Um, and I, did you just like Vegas so much
1: that you decided to stay at the end of your career? Yeah, I love Vegas. I mean, every, every, uh, summer, every all-star break, it seemed the last probably few years I would come out to Las Vegas just for that three or four days or, you know, when the season ended, I'd come out to Vegas for a couple of times. And, you know, obviously other than the one all-star break yeah. in 92 when I, when I made the all-star team, but I love coming to Vegas. And, uh, you know, at the time my wife's family, she had a couple of brothers out here. So I love the sunshine and, yeah. And I love the atmosphere here in Las Vegas. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, right on. So now you're a realtor,
2: everything going good with that? Obviously, it's been some tough times, but things are things are turning around?
1: Yeah, the the market here in Las Vegas has started to pick up. You know, the last two years, it's gone up, and, you know, it's hanging steady, and, you know, homes are selling, buyers are buying, mm-hmm. the rate the rates are great for the buyers, and a seller that wants to sell their homes—they've it, been matching up, so it's been a win-win, seller or buyer. Yeah. so it's a yeah, it's a great time now, whether you're buying or selling, and and uh, it's a great time for our real us realtors too. So, I'm um, I'm excited about it, and I enjoy doing it.
2: How much you follow the game today? How much you watch? How much do you keep up on it?
1: I I actually watch all the time. <laughs> okay. I watch every yeah, night yeah. if I got a game on, and yeah, yeah. I'm actually I'm actually in a. Uh, a hockey fantasy, uh, oh, draft. So, oh,
2: really? Okay. You yeah, know,
1: yeah. I'm doing that stuff too. I don't, I don't get on and do that fan duel and the, uh, king, right. draft kings or like that. But I, you know, I got a smaller one that I hooked up with a, a couple guys here in the valley and, you know, it actually is, you know, our, our, uh, whole league is actually around the world. So oh, that's
2: cool. It's,
1: yeah. It's, it's, it's you really know, exciting, you know, going in there and just checking on what's going on with your,
2: the players you draft and sure. see where you're at. You know, it's funny because I, 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 my real job is uh, a professional motocross and supercross. And there's some guys when they retire, when they're done racing at the age of 30 or whatever, they don't watch anymore. They they have to call me to be like, hey, how's that guy doing or, or what's going on? But, like they've just dropped it. They did it their whole lives. And I mean, they're not that they hate it, but they just don't follow it as much. Some guys do, you know, so that's why I asked that. Like some guys just uh, they do it all their lives and they're done with it, you know.
1: Well, it is is funny because when I first retired and I moved out to Las Vegas, that's why I kind of got away from the game. I mean, I played the last year with the Thunder, but they folded up shop Mm -hmm. that last year. So there really wasn't any hockey here. So I can understand where they're at because the first couple years in Las Vegas, I just somewhat distanced myself from it. I was still paying attention. I love watching the playoffs and the Stanley Cup Finals. But at that time, I, I wasn't missing it. Mm-hmm. And then I got then I actually got involved in youth hockey here. I started coaching junior B and then I got into coaching the youth and and once you get back into coaching now you get more excited right, again and right. I started following the teams a little bit more and watching a little bit more. But, you know, nothing more exciting than NHL playoffs. Yeah. So I always watched them even though I didn't pay much attention during the season as much as I I am a little bit more now but Yeah. Um and I can understand where those racers come from. You just you know, you retire. Hey, I just need a break. You know.
2: Yeah, yeah. Hey, I think we're uh, I think we're getting a team here, man. I got some th- deposits down for for season tickets. I think it's going to happen. Yeah, it's been
1: exciting. I actually went out and did a couple uh, ticket drives. Oh, did you? Uh, oh, with, cool. With, yeah, with a couple groups and uh, uh, actually two or three of them, and and um, you know, got up and spoke and, and mm-hmm. it was with the with the Maloofs at one event, and then there was a bunch of ex NHL guys at another event. So cool. it has been. Exciting! I haven't met uh, Mr. Foley yet, but mm-hmm. at some point I hope to. And and you know, it's exciting for everybody who doesn't want an NHL team yeah. here. And I'd certainly be a follower. And and uh, you know, it, it's yeah. exciting. You know, I, I listen to a lot of uh, sports
2: talk radio from Canada, obviously me, me being Canadian and everything, and uh, which you are too, I believe. Um, and uh, they're very pessimistic on it working, but man, I think it's a hit. It's Vegas has got so many people in it every day. That it, okay. It won't be it won't be passionate hometown fans. I think as many as you might get in Montreal or somewhere. But it's going to, it's going to sell. It's going to do well.
1: Yeah, I think so. What was the what was the final count? Of, they're close to like 13, yeah, it, fourteen. Yeah, fourteen. It's almost fourteen now. Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean the fans are here. I mean you look at the Wranglers that were here many years. They're getting four or five thousand fans, and you know being a minor league team. With the NHL coming in, you got the 13, 14, almost 14,000 season ticket holders, and that's not even with the casinos involved. So once they're involved, yeah. I mean, they're going to have 20,000 seats and, and all the skyboxes and everything sold out, I would imagine, pretty easily. Right. And, um, you know, like you said, you it's yeah. going to take a while to build that home base, like, you know, obviously the Canadian teams and the, you know, the Chicago and the original 16 fans, but. What's awesome is you know you're talking about Chicago, Boston, New York. I mean, how tough is it? to Go watch your team there yeah. and get a ticket. Hey, boys, let's take a road trip. Go to Vegas. We'll catch our you know we'll yeah. catch the Blackhawks. We'll catch the Bruins. We'll catch the Rangers, Montreal, Toronto in Vegas. The tickets might be cheaper and a lot easier to get. You know who knows? Yeah, yeah. that's probably a thought with a lot of the uh, visiting teams too.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. I think I think it'll be pretty good. Um... Hey, let's go back in the time machine a little bit. Back to uh, uh, your career, drafted in the eighth round uh, after a pretty good junior career. Not bad. Like, were you surprised that? I mean, you're a smaller guy, if I remember right. Like, you know, at like six four or nothing.
1: Were you surprised that you went that late? Uh, to tell you the truth, not at all. No, I was, I was actually nineteen at the time. I wasn't eighteen. Oh, okay. my my, my first year of juniors in Peterborough. I had a an unbelievable training camp. I was the best player, you know, most points it was the mm-hmm. hardest working guy in training camp. And then when the season started, I was just kind of snake bit. It was weird. It was, uh, you know, the year I ain't I ain't only ended up with a goal and like five assists that whole year. <laughs> um, but, you know, then came the playoffs and, you know, we lost the first couple games and I went to our GM coach, Dick Todd, and said, hey, give me a chance. You know, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're losing. Why do not you give us the young guys a shot? And he actually did, and we actually won a couple games. I had a hat trick one game, a couple goals another game. Um, we ended up losing to the Toronto Marbles at that time anyways, but yeah. it kind of took off from there. So my second year I ended up with, you know, he he actually ended up making me captain the second year and I, I ended up having, uh, like 49 goals, yeah. and 56 assists and, and being 19 years old, obviously a little smaller player, but I was, uh, yeah, actually drafted. It was, Bruins' seventh pick, but in the eighth round. And, uh, you know, and I went and had a great camp. And uh, they sent me back to juniors, which I was disappointed about because I had such a great camp. And I'm like, well, you're sending me back. But, you know, within a month they called me back up. And, you know, I stayed up since. Yeah,
2: it's crazy. Like when you look at your stats, like there's obviously some AH, AHL stuff in there, but you basically went from junior to the NHL, which, you know, and started putting up good numbers which says a lot. I mean, obviously, okay, you're one year older. You know, your, your draft was you're one year older than a lot of guys. But, uh, yeah, it sounds to me like they missed, off, they missed the mark a little bit in your draft spot. I mean, when you come in the league, 17 goals, 52 games your first year after they called you back up, it's pretty respectable for a 19-year-old.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, you know, what it was, uh, you know, that month that I had in junior, I was, you know, the, the yeah. year was going well, and yeah. I was excited. They, they called me back up, and, um, you know, I got a call like 6 in the morning and took a bus from Tr- uh, Peterborough to Toronto because the Bruins were playing in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, we had a game that night. It was a Thursday night. So I met the team. You know, obviously my, my yeah. junior team in Peterborough was having a game, but yeah. I, I jumped on a bus. I grabbed my equipment and jumped on a Greyhound bus, <laughs> went to Toronto, got there like 1 in the afternoon or whatever time it was. Yeah. And met the team. They're just now near the end of their, their uh, pregame meal in the hotel. Dude,
2: wow. And then
1: I, went, then I went down and laid down. I was kind of tired, but just relaxing, uh, waiting for the game. And then Harry Sinden called at like 5 o'clock right before we're going to the rink and said, uh, you know, unfortunately, Randy, I wasn't signed. Like You know, obviously I came into camp and they hadn't signed a contract. He said, yeah. well, unsigned players couldn't play. Until the fifteenth of November, and this was like the fourteenth, and I'm like, what? oh. <laughs> yeah, so it was, uh, you know, I was like, "Oh, so much for my, you know, hell of a start to my career." I'm, so they, I actually jumped in a car with a scout, go okay. back to Peterborough, played the game that night. I had like goal and assist, oh. goal to two assists, and then they brought me back to Toronto that night. Jumped on the bus, met the team at the airport. And uh, flew to Boston and then played Saturday, and Boston was my first game, so I was able to play then. Wow, so it was kind of exciting! And oh no, I'm man, in, I I'm not, yeah, 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 right. yeah, so it was uh, it was kind of a crazy time, but it was it was exciting and, and disappointing and, and exciting, and, and then stayed up in that moment. And uh, like what? I said, things kind of lined up. I had. You know, I ended up having a very good first year,
2: what do you remember from that first game? Where was it? It was in Boston and
1: yeah yeah it was uh, in Boston it's Washington capitals okay which you'll be you 20, which
2: you'll be going to in a few years, <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know so it was um uh my brothers drove down from Fort Erie, Ontario, just across the border from Buffalo, so uh-huh. it was like a seven eight hour trip they all got there and and they're up in the they're up in the stands, and you know it was only standing room only at the time. because Boston always sold out. Yeah, and uh, you know going around a warm up, and I got my all my brothers up there cheering. Everybody's everybody's going, what's going on here? It's just warm up, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, my first chef puck was dumped in the corner, and I I, I had a good I didn't run him over anything, but it was Rod Langway, which you know, six, six Roddy, big yeah, boy. And yeah, Norris I, Trophy I, guy, I, right. Yeah, I, it was a big cheer from the crowd, and went from there into the other corner, and I hit like Kevin Atcher at the time, and the crowd <laughs> was going, it was buzzing, you know. <laughs> Nowadays, the rinks are too big, you can't really get a guy in this corner and another guy in that corner, but yeah. the Boston Garden was nice and tight, and... Yeah, it was really exciting. I could have had a couple goals that first game, but didn't get anything. And uh, a, but it was uh, it was good. It was
2: a nice good way fun. to endear yourself, going after Langway and Hatcher right away. You're like, hey, check it out, <laughs> <laughs> right?
1: Two big guys. Yeah, you know, Washington. They just had this awesome teams back, awesome defense back. You're
2: then. you're 19, 20 years old. You're in a room with Bork and Middleton, Barry Peterson, Simmer. These guys. Like, what's it like? Like, especially like Ray Bork. You're just like, oh my god, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, you're just in awe sitting with these, you know, legends and yeah. hockey hall of famers, and they were just awesome. I mean, from the get-go, Ray Bork, just, the, I think, the greatest, you know, one of the greatest, best defenseman, obviously, uh, that I ever played with. Yeah. And, you know, just a great, great leader. And and that's why our Bruins team, the six years I was there, was were always competitive. We had great leadership. Ray Bork just right out the gate, and, you know, Rick Middleton and, Mm-hmm. You know, and, and playing with the Lakes, you know, on the line with Stevie Casper and, you know, Cam Neely, Lyndon Byers, Bob Sweeney. Cause yeah. We just had a great team, you know. It yeah. was, it was, we, you know, we had a chance. We went to the finals twice, 88, obviously, against Edmonton. That's when Gretzky was there, the powerhouse. Yeah. He just four games straight. But then, uh, you know, two years later, 1990, we were, led the league and we played against Edmonton again, where, you know, the first game was triple overtime. Billy Ramford, who we traded. Yeah. For yeah. And, you know, Billy Ramford stood on his head, and he ended up winning, you know, the Conn Smythe. Yeah, Conn Smythe,
2: yeah.
1: Eating, you know, and they ended up beating us four games of one. I mean, if we win that first triple overtime, maybe the momentum changed. But sure. We'll never know, but, uh, you know, it was good for Billy Ramford, who, uh, you know, won the Conn Smythe, which was great for him.
2: Yeah, did you ever have, when you traded him, I mean, Moog was looked at. As what you guys needed to get over the top a little bit, you know, he was uh, he'd been there, he'd done that, won the cups. So when he traded him, did you have any idea like Ranford could be that good? Did you think at the time that that might have been a mistake?
1: Um, or like you know was, what I mean? Like, yeah, no, but I you know because I'd been there with Billy, we kind of kind of came up together at okay. the same time, a bunch of us, and we we were the like the young group, mm-hmm. you know, Greg Johnston, you know, uh, Al Peterson. Uh, you know, Billy Rafford, um, that's one or two other guys we all kind of hung out together through those years. But mm-hmm. yeah, at the time, you know, you're thinking, all right, we're getting Andy Moog. And, you know, it was, you know, earlier yeah. in the year, you didn't really think much. And then, you know, we won the President's Trophy that year. We actually had, you know, Andy Moog and Reggie Lemelin. So we had a great combination of goalies. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Billy Rafford came in, stood on his head, and, Yeah. and, uh, you know, I've ran into Billy a few times. I was, he was actually here at the Frozen Fury. Oh, with, yeah. Uh, L, yeah, L.A. and uh, Colorado. Yeah, L.A. and Colorado. I went down. I was, I was uh, just shooting the breeze with him. Him and uh, Rob Blake was there and a few guys. I ran into Teddy Nolan. So you're it was like, was hey, great to see you. you're like, yeah. hey, You're like, no, hey, God. Billy,
2: can I have my cup ring? Thanks.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. I know,
2: right. you yeah. Uh, tw- yeah, 20 26 7 goals, 31 goals, uh, a couple of injury seasons with 17 and 15. Uh so I mean it's, it, you were a vital part of this great Boston Bruin team. Like you said, Neely and Bork and Gianni For you know, then in 1990 Janny and Neely were phenomenal. Um so it it was going pretty well for you and, and you were a major part of it. it. Had to be had to be pretty cool especially in Boston at that time. Nothing nobody loves their hockey like the Boston people.
1: Oh, yeah, I love Boston. I mean, I kept my house there even though I got traded away. I, I would go back there every <laughs> summer because yeah, yeah. I loved it. And, uh, yeah, talking about Johnny Neely, I played on their line. That's the year I got the 31 goals I was playing with uh, CJ and, and Cam. And, <laughs> there we go. And, uh, yeah, it was a great year for me. You know, it was awesome. And, and yeah, then the next year I hurt my knee, so I missed, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, about 30 games, something like that. And, uh, you know, I just had my troubles with my knees, and it ended up trading me to – uh, two years later, they traded me to Washington. When you
2: watched uh, when you watched Neely, you know he did the fifty and fifty. Uh, he was injured. He had fifty and thirty-five or thirty-eight or something at one point. Uh, what 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 stood out with him? What I mean, was he really just hobbling and just just trying to get through with with uh, you know a bad hip, bad knees, and all that kind of stuff? How amazing was that guy?
1: Um, well, you know what he was actually. He didn't. He he got hit in the Pittsburgh series there um, in ninety. Those, yeah. Yeah, and that last year, so I really didn't see the next couple years because I got traded to Washington. But yeah, Cam was a force. I mean, never he was just physically strong without even working. He's just a big guy, and he had a rocket shot, and just awesome hockey sense. You know what I mean? He could score left and right, and he could fight, and he he did it all. I mean, it was just all around package, and uh, ended up you know obviously scoring a few years of fifty goals. Yeah. you know, it's great to see where he's at now with the Bruins and winning the Stanley Cup in that position, would be yeah. great for him.
2: Yeah, they're off to a tough start this year. Holy crap. Wow. Um, I don't know if you noticed or not, but, yeah, they're struggling. Yeah, right own 3 yeah. at home. Oh. Yeah,
1: they won last night. They beat Colorado Yeah. Last night, six, I think it was 6-2. Six six, so that yeah. was a big win for them to get them back on track.
2: Did you uh, – obviously the Canucks, when they traded Neely, they had no idea what they had. What did you see early on? Did you see –
1: Yeah, to tell you the truth, you know, I, that was, you know – I actually played a couple games with Barry Peterson, who yep. was, you know, at that point was a superstar for the Bruins. So that was a major trade for mm-hmm. them. And I didn't, I had no idea about Cam, but when he came in. He was a force out the gate, you know, really? he was physical yeah. and he could right. score a goal. And it was funny out there, you know, you just thought he'd be more of a, yeah, 30, 35 goal scorer, grinder, fighter, yep. tough, you know, force. But he, you know, he turned in prof- as a professional. Prolific goal scorer, too. You know, he had to play with Jannie, who was an incredible playmaker. So yeah. that was awesome. But the, the way that – that whole Bruins team was awesome. And, you know, unfortunately we didn't win a cup together.
2: Uh, and, yeah, Jannie was a pretty amazing passer. I, looked at your, I was looking at your coaches. You had Butch Coring, Terry O'Reilly, and Mike Milbury. <laughs> uh, those are three hard-nosed coaches. Those are three guys that uh, played the game hard.
1: Um. Yeah, and it was uh, – no doubt about it. I mean, Butch Butch came in my first year. And, yeah. um, I love Butch because he, you know, being a smaller guy, and, you know, he gave me a lot of opportunities. And then, obviously, they made the coaching change. And, you know, in came, you know, Milbury was there as an assistant. yeah. But he was player coach at the time, you know. He came in, and he was assistant coach to begin with, and then he ended up playing. He mm-hmm. came back as a player, and then in came, you know, like I said, Terrell Riley. So we had a, a great run with Terrell Riley, you know, yeah. and then in the the powerhouse Edmonton in the in the finals, but as was awesome. I loved him as a coach because you know if you worked your butt off, he yeah. he he rewarded you. You know, so, right, right. He, and, you know, retired there's... in We went to the finals again with Millbury, and uh and uh, you had, know, like I said, we had an incredible team. Just unfortunately, we never did win it with that team.
2: Yeah, he came so close. Uh, it's funny you have. Um... You have a little bit of trivia with you because, like you, you and you touched on it earlier. You played in the '88 finals where a game was suspended from a power outage, um, and then you played in the longest Stanley Cup final game in 1990. Like two weirdo things between with the same team, Edmonton, and you know you were on the same team, Boston, and two weirdo records that probably you know like will never be touched or whatever. Um, but first of all, let's talk about that power outage. What, what was that like? Talk about that a little bit.
1: Yeah, that was crazy because, you know, Gretzky, we're leading, and then Mm -hmm. right at the end of the period, Gretzky scored to tie it up, and then the power went out. It was so hot in the Boston Garden. Oh, jeez! You know, it was one of those, uh, you know, the the playoffs were just going on longer and longer, and, and, you know, an older building like that just Mm -hmm. couldn't sustain, you know, the AC, I guess, or whatever. So it just blew – just went back to Edmonton and and played the final game there. But – yeah, that was that was crazy. I just remember the big press conference and yeah. you know, Ziegler at the time, John Ziegler was a yeah. commissioner or whatever. What, I,
2: of the what I don't press. get what I don't get is the game is suspended in Boston and they just go, Oh, okay, we're going to Edmonton. Like I don't get that. Like what, what I, <laughs> I didn't get it either. I had no clue what
1: the deal was. They just you know, it was uh it's like uh you know, you know you're just going to lose the game. They just figured, like, yeah, exactly. That's the way it was. <laughs> I mean, they were a powerhouse. They were. They beat us four games straight. But like, right. it would have been nice to get the whole right? game in Boston. <laughs> At least we had an opportunity, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. No. Exactly. And the uh, the overtime, the Klima, Peter Klima ended it. The, the, the yeah. famous story is he sat on the bench from you know three quarters of the game, never got a shift until the very end when it, and ended up scoring. But. That was three periods, I think? It was three extra OTs, right? Or yeah. Or was it more? Yeah, triple, yeah.
1: triple overtime, yeah. Did you have a? Did, did, did you
2: have any chances off to almost end it? I haven't seen yeah, the game for actually, a long time. Yeah. yeah.
1: I, I, you know, what's funny is I don't recall, but then I'm watching the classics and watching back, and, man, I had some really good opportunities to finish it. And, you know, like, unfortunately we didn't. I mean, guys were... You know, trip playing two games in one night—pretty crazy.
2: Like, yeah. Like, what was it like in between the uh, in between the intermissions? Just sitting in the dress, like, someone was going,
1: "Please end this, please." Yeah, it was. You know, just staying hydrated. and mm-hmm. You know, we had guys cramping up. Craig Janney was—I can't recall if he was even in the triple time, but he was moaning because his whole body was cramping, <laughs> and a couple of guys were aching and paining, and yeah. we were just kind of chuckling to ourselves, "This is crazy," you know?
2: Right, right. But, and yeah. uh, hey, when people talk about like I, I never went to a game in Boston Garden or Chicago or Buffalo or any of the old rinks that were smaller, I never went there. I grew up in Winnipeg, so just we just had the the Queen Elizabeth painting in the in the one end. That was our only intimidation that we had, which I wouldn't call it that. <laughs> but uh, um, they talk about the mystique of these places. Like, did you see it? Did you see it in other teams coming into the Garden? Like, did you feel yeah. like you could run them out of the out of the arena sometimes?
1: Yeah, and it was – I loved the Garden. I just I just didn't know any better until I got traded away to Washington. And mm-hmm. that was the biggest building in the league. And then I come back to Boston and, you know, just in warm-ups, I'm almost running into the boards. It was so small. So yeah. I, I got the idea. You know, I just worked hard and I knew teams would talk about it coming in the Boston. And sure, we were, yeah. You know, we were hard-hitting teams. So I can imagine, you know, when I come back and played in the Garden, and I always had great years because I loved playing there even though I was visiting. Yeah as a as a you know, an opposing player, but you know, I just I can understand now why, you know, yeah. a lot of guys came up with the Boston flu. <laughs>
2: yeah, no, it's crazy. Like and you can tell watching those classic games, like the puck is not far from the net when it is in the corner. Like it's right there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And and so you can see that. Uh you did win an award from the fans, uh if if, if your Wikipedia page is right, you won the uh uh seventh player award. So that's cool. Two time winner of that. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah it was pretty amazing because the um, they love you yeah and, and i love the fans too boston it was just an incredible incredible place to play and i loved like i said i kept my house there for many many years afterwards but um yeah the seventh player yeah, cool. that's the, the player that plays above and beyond what's expected of them so you know my rookie year i had a great year the mm-hmm. fans voted on it and you know i was very fortunate to win it and you actually won a car. One lucky fan that voted for you oh, got put in the, sweet. Uh, in, the, in the bucket and got picked out, and so I won a car. And you know, lucky fan won a car. And then, oh, nice! <laughs> you know, and then I actually they, my second year, a little sophomore jinx, kind of I guess you could call it. Uh-huh. I got sent to the minors for a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah I see was that. Half Calgary, but you know, I was awesome because I played with Brian Bradley. Uh, you know, Brett Hall. We had, but you know, we had incredible because half the team was Calgary, but. Yeah, I was coming. You know, Jerry Roberts was down there, but yeah. it was it was an awesome team we had, and you know, so then I came back up the next year, had a you know, and that's when I scored like twenty seven goals, and, yeah, and I won the player award again. Um, so that was fortunate for me, you know. Yeah,
2: yeah, um, yeah. I was gonna say, is the Moncton Golden Flames, and that's where I remember Hull was playing, and and so okay, so you split a farm team, so that makes sense. All right, yeah, 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 um, yeah, and Calgary did have some good guys back then for sure. The uh, uh, when you got traded, you got traded to Montreal. You got in Washington. Sorry, you got traded for uh, Steve Leach in the summer. Did you? You said your knees were acting up. You can look at your stats: sixty-three games, sixty-two games. Did you kind of know it was coming, or did it take you by surprise that, that they shipped you off?
1: No, it really took me by surprise. It was um, just before the draft. It was in the summertime. You know, Harry's been mm-hmm. calling you at home. I'm yeah. like, oh, so. Uh, what's up, Harry? You invite me over for a barbecue? You know. <laughs> it's like, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, the GM's calling you in the middle of summer. And, yeah. You know, I was, I, it, it hurt because I it, always yeah. like you know, I just considered myself a Boston Bruin and thought I'd be a Boston Bruin for life. Sure. Because that's the style of player I was. But, you know, I worked out good because I went to Washington, and, and that year, you know, my first year in Washington, I made the All-Star team. So everything lined up there. I played with Dino Cicerelli and Dale Hunter and some great players yeah. there in Washington. And, and, you know, I was very fortunate there too, you know.
2: Yeah, how was the All-Star game? You you talked beforehand, uh, uh, Ray Ferraro, who uh, I did this podcast with uh, before, uh, he was there too, and you guys were both looking at each other, going, oh, we're at the All-Star game.
1: Yeah, he was having an awesome year with the Islanders. Right. And, uh, you know, I played against him many, many years when he was, you know, when he was with uh, Hartford. I played against him. Yeah. Boston Hartford. Adams division. right. Yeah, and then uh, he was having an incredible year with the Islanders, and, uh, you know, we – we sitting in the locker room, you know, there's Lemieux and Messier and, you know, Jager and all these, you know, yeah. all these, all these. obviously Yager at that time wasn't a superstar, but you knew it. And, uh, you know, Kevin Stevens and just yeah. yes, incredible players, the best players in me and him are sitting there going, <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't fit? You know, the old, the old, uh, who doesn't fit in this picture? And we were just chuckling at each other. But yeah, that's awesome. you know, we both worked hard in our whole careers and, and we are Fortunate to get rewarded for a change.
2: Huh? Where what, Where was the game that year?
1: It was in Philadelphia.
2: Oh, okay. So yeah, good good yeah. city and everything else. All into it, right? All freaking out over it. Um, yeah. And uh, what do you remember about the game? Who'd you play with? Did, did you play with anybody set, or was it that they threw you in out there? Um.
1: Way? Yeah. No, I, I played with these these two guys. I uh, kind of plugged. It was uh, uh, Owen Nolan and. Uh, <laughs> 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 no. No, it was uh, it was it was a lot of fun that year. It was. Um,
2: well, Who was the other guy? You said Nolan, and you didn't tell us the other yeah. guy. Yeah, no, Joe Sack. oh, Sackick. Oh, Sackick. Yeah, he's terrible too, <laughs> right? Yeah, <He>
1: two plugs, <laughs> and I kind of took him under my wing on the on the All Star team. Yeah. <laughs> no, they were. It was awesome. It was yeah, Joe Sackick Owen, Owen, myself, and and uh, they actually set me up in the third period, and I ended up roofing a goal, so I got my puck from the oh, nice. All Star game, and yeah. and uh, yeah, it was just you know just super guys, you know, mm-hmm. I, mean, I knew Owen. I knew I knew uh, Owen from uh, you know Niagara Peninsula, Niagara Falls, okay. Niagara on the Lake area. We used to skate in the summertime together a lot. But you know Joe Sack was just a class guy and played against you know both those guys so many years when they're in Quebec. Yeah, you know, so yeah, they were probably
2: going, hey, we got Burge on our line. Let's get him the puck in close. Let's get him the puck in close.
1: Yeah, don't have to worry about him running us from behind, you know. But, uh, but yeah, it was just – what a great experience that was. Just the All-Star game is just, you know, it's so offensive, but it's just – it was an honor, so.
2: Yeah, you never really missed a beat, although 92-93, uh, I uh,
1: only played four games. Uh, what happened? What Would you hurt? Yeah that's, yeah, that's where I blew out my knee. I had an ACL reconstruction. Okay. And it was actually ended up being both knees. I got two screws in each knee and a, and a cadaver, you know, somebody yeah. else's ligament. But, yeah. um, so I missed – I rehabbed that whole year, um, and, you know, that was – yeah, missed that whole year. That was, that yeah. was tough, but uh, you know you what's, know, Washington stuck with
2: me. You know what's crazy is they're now down to like four months on ACLs. It, is, it has changed yeah. so much. It used to be six, eight, a year. Down to like yeah. four months, and these racers that I deal with, motorcycle racers, they're back racing uh, with an aggressive rehab pro- program. They've really got that ACL thing figured out compared to back in the day.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, just a few years prior to that, I mean, I played with Gordy Kluzak. Yeah. Gordo was an awesome guy and, you know, number one pick overall. Sure, yeah. And he blew out his knee and his knee was just, you know, just butchered to death because that's what they did back then. So if he yeah. had the same surgery I did, Right. you know, he probably would have played another 10 years, you know, because I got him done in 92. I played another six, seven, you know, eight yeah. years, you know.
2: Uh, yeah, you came back the next year, 25 goals. Uh, Mike Ridley, Pavonka, uh, like you said, Cicerelli early on, um, and a guy that, oh, Hatcher, uh, uh, Darren, yeah. Darren Hatcher was on the team. So like a, a a Capitals team that was pretty good, but never could never break through really. Like always good teams, but just for whatever reason, I don't know if it was goaltending. I think you had Beaupre one year, but uh, never
1: could break through to that next level, right? Yeah. And, and, you know, I always chuckle about this is the year prior before, you know, I, my knee, I kind of hurt a little bit. Uh-huh. Um, and I, you know, when I did hurt it, I took off, a, you know, a couple of weeks and I tried to come back and play in the playoffs. And I actually played the first four games and, you know, I had a few goals, a couple of assists yeah. and, and we we're, we were up three games to one on Pittsburgh. <laughs> and I was like, you know, my knee's just not right. So I, I set out the last, Three games and they came back one all three.
0: Yeah. and so
1: they ended up went they up winning the Stanley Cup. You know, so yeah. that was very unfortunate there. That you know my knee just wasn't right, and and you know I, well, I gotta be honest, I'm I'm sure my team missed me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, but. But it was yeah we're up three games to one and unfortunately you know I wasn't good enough to play the last last three games of that series. Well, you you know won all three.
2: You know the Caps hold the record for most three to one series leads blown. That's really for sure they do. Uh, yeah, it, all through the, out the '80s, the late '80s with the Islanders and the Rangers, and then with you, it's a franchise that like well they might break it this year. They look pretty good, but it's a franchise that for a long time has has you know had great teams and could never bust through. So. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't your fault, Burge.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I had been healthy, we would have broke that string. That's yeah. for
2: sure. Hey, you've got to have you played with Ally Afraidy, one of the guys that is one of the weirdest guys out there, and he was a phenomenal player. You've got to have an Ally Afraidy story.
1: I love Big Al. Big Al was <laughs> awesome, man. He was yeah,
2: he was crazy. He was crazy. Right? Like the stories yeah. I hear are just this guy is yeah. like just so weird.
1: Well, he yeah, he was great. I mean, you you get on the bus, he'd be sitting at the back, and, uh, you know, Jim Schoenfeld was the coach, uh-huh. and he'd be back there, and he never liked Jim Schoenfeld. Jim Schoenfeld never liked him. And, <laughs> and, you know, just sit in the back of the bus, poor Shoney the phony, he'd be yelling it out. He didn't care. He just <laughs> They just they just, they, just, they just yeah. didn't see eye to eye, and, you know, they were both bullheaded, and, yeah. you know, Al was incredible. And just, a, Al, was, to me, he was, He's an awesome guy that's mm-hmm. very loyal but you know, if you didn't like it or something you hugged yeah. him the wrong way, There's no you know, he he was all about you know, first impressions, you know, to yeah. him and obviously he, he doesn't put too good a first impression on a lot of players, but <laughs> I love playing with Al and you know. We yeah. he, played play poker together and he's like, Well, I got two pairs and he lays down, I got a pair of queens and a pair of queens. You know, he had four queens and <laughs> he goes, I got two yeah. pairs and we else thought they had the, you know, the other guy thought he had the pot right, one right. and now lays it down as four Queens. So Dude, he's it, a, it was, he's uh, a gear
2: rep now or something I've read, but, uh, he works
1: for, I don't know, but I, I'm, I'm friends with him on Facebook. And I see him. He's tra He's all around the world. It seems like, yeah. he's always hiking and, <laughs> and stuff like that. He's with his girlfriend hiking. So yeah. that's awesome for him. He looks happy. And, and like I said, I always love big Al. He's, just uh, he was a little—he was different, no doubt yeah, about no, it. Yeah, he
2: could—he could skate, he could shoot, he was a, yeah, he had just just a, but kind of a free free guy, like a free thinker, yeah. like. Um, well, go ahead.
1: One of the things uh, you know, Mike Ridley, mm-hmm. and you know, they'd always joke around together. And Al walks in the locker room, and, you know, you know, I would walk around naked a lot, you know, just the <laughs> way he was. But, Either that or he he, he never wore any underwear underneath his gear. Oh, geez. He comes in, he walks in, he kind of does something goofy in the middle of the locker room and walks out. Mike Ridley's looking around going, all right, guys, you know, would you like to have, you know, a very nice, shiny, beautiful toolbox with a couple tools in it, Or would you rather have every tool in the world and carry it around in a wet paper bag?
2: (laughs) 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 That's Ally Frady right there, right?
1: That that was Al to the T, and it was so odd because he had every tool in the world. Right, right. (laughs) He wasn't all there. He was there, but he just came off like he wasn't all there. Dude, someone else –
2: Someone else I know says he was chain smoking between periods all the time.
1: Oh, yeah. He'd sit there just outside the locker room. You know, like I said, he'd gear down and just put his pants on because he couldn't walk outside naked. Right. He'd sit out in the hallway and he'd just have the pants on, the hockey pants, and, you know, smoking a dart. You know? Oh, but That was Al. But, yeah, Al, he was he was a good guy, right? Really yeah. Liked you, know. he
2: uh, you got traded to the Kings. um, for uh, Warren Reichel, they wanted some toughness. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, what was that like? It was kind of right near the end of the Gretzky era at the Kings, right? Did you, What did you uh, think about that move, and how was it? And you played only, only played 38 games there, but, uh, again, you had Gretzky, Curry, those guys that were still there.
1: Yeah, and it was, um, it was right after the lockout, so it was only a 42-game schedule is what it was. Mm-hmm. So we had the lockout, and then I got traded, and, and the, the way the trade went it was Warren Reichel went to Toronto, Toronto got a Washington got a player from Toronto and then LA got me from Washington. So, um, that was, it was kind of a three team trade. It was okay. kind of weird, to, but yeah, so I showed up, I actually met the team in Toronto uh-huh. and, uh, showed up on the ice. I go out there and, and, you know, Johnny Drews was my roommate who I played with in Peterborough. So I went right. to the rink with Johnny and, and, you know, Gretzky was getting on the bus and, you know, right. I was nervous. It was Gretzky, sure. Right. It's you know, all these years with the legend and, you know, he stopped and he shook my hand. Randall, oh, good to see you. And, and uh, Gretzky was awesome. Just the class act, the best player ever. And, you know, yeah. not just with him, but, you know, the years I played against him in the finals there with Boston, I know how good he was because, yeah. you know, <laughs> he cast checking him. But with Steve, with Gretzky, you needed, you needed two to three guys to check him because he could stay out there that long.
2: Yeah, really, other, right? Yeah.
1: We shadowed a guy one guy could shadow him and not Gretzky. You a minimum two, sometimes three guys to shadow Gretzky. But yeah, so I got, I got there on the mm-hmm. ice for practice, and Barry Melrose called me over and said, all right, man, we just want you to do what you do. You know, yeah. so I, had a, I, had, I scored tons of goals against L.A., and I always seemed to beat them, <laughs> and just do what you do every time you do against us. He goes, uh, by the way, you're going to play a Gretzky and Curry tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, Ooh, what? I'm my whole, yeah, right? I'm calling my whole family. They're like, right. So, yeah, the first 12 to 14 games I'm not sure the exact number Mm -hmm. but um yeah I played with Gretzky and Curry and that night I should have scored a couple I didn't but a couple nights later in in Detroit I scored the game tying goal and got that puck from Gretzky but oh cool um, yeah just class act class act him Yari Curry were awesome and yeah and I always love to tell the story that uh you know the team was struggling a little bit and I could see it and I was mad and so I you know, I, I got off after practice and I kicked in Barry Murrose's door and I said, This is BS BS. <laughs> I go get these two plugs off my
2: line. <laughs> get them off. <laughs> I I can't I can't do anything with these guys.
1: So um, I can see the writing on the wall, but that's my story. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I, that's
1: not really how the way it went down, but I always use it that way. Yeah.
2: The problem is, is people will believe, hear this and they'll really believe you, but uh, hopefully not.
1: Um <laughs> right, the, the well, two greatest at their position. I was fortunate, so.
2: Like, uh, obviously, this is this may be a stupid question, but. You were with the guy. You played against him, he, Gretzky. He beat your teams uh, in the finals. Then you play with him. And like I said, maybe this is a dumb question, but what stood out? What, what, what stood out with this guy? I mean, obviously, like you said, class guy, nice guy. But like just what, what was something that just made you shake your head in practice or, or in games or playing on his line? Like, what do you think?
1: Well, he's so talented, but ultimately he was all about the team. That's why, you no know, matter how great he was as an mm-hmm. individual, he was all about team. You know the way I see it. I mean, I wasn't with him in his in his real yeah. heyday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just from what I heard, Gretzky was all about getting the guys together, and that's probably why the Edmonton were so successful. Sure, they had, you know, buckets and buckets of talent, but you yeah, gotta, it doesn't matter how much talent you got, you got to He brought the team together, and I think that's the biggest thing. And whenever we had an off night, him and and Jan, his wife, they made sure the team got together wherever it was. We'd meet at a bar, restaurant, and they made sure everybody got together and everybody. You know, they come around and talk to yourself and your wife and your family, who's ever with you. They made oh, you that's feel cool. comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, some of the stuff he did on the ice, he was just, you know, he banked the puck off the side of the net, which I missed a couple goals that way because <laughs> doing wasn't ready for it. <laughs> right, right. Day. He's like, be ready there. And I'm just he's never used to that, you know. Randy, so, put your stick on the ice and go to the net. Yeah. <laughs> right, it's exactly what it was, you know. So Right. You know, it's you know, that was that was awesome. Uh, Even though it was only for forty eight thirty eight games it was awesome.
2: Yeah, uh Buffalo, how'd you end up in Buffalo? Was it
1: was it a contract signing? Free agent? No, it was a free agent. Yep. Uh the the Kings didn't want to resign me that their whole management was reshuffling there. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously all the stuff going down with Bruce McNall at the time and yeah. Sam McMathers and all the GMs and all that, whatever was going on in their mm-hmm. upper office there in the front office, so you know, I I, I walked on in in Buffalo. I, I kind of did my own recruiting for myself. <laughs> did you? Oh, really? Huh? Yeah. No. I. I, I, no. I yeah. I, yeah. I did, I did my own, and I was calling every team, seeing I got all the rosters, and I was just trying to pick a team where you know basically no one wanted to give me a contract. I said, I'm fine with that. Really? But I'm like, hey, yeah, because at that time they, you know, that was just beginning of you know of. Just letting people, you know, guys were holding out or yeah. whatever the yeah. thing was. They were trying to play a little more hardball. Well, so they, salary,
2: you know, uh, salary disclosure was only a few years before that with Goodenow or whatever, like in the yeah. early 90s, right? So
1: Yeah, right. So, you know, I was calling all the teams and I talked to John Mucker and I said, you know, I'd love to come try out for your team. And that's when they got rid of McGillney. You know, they yeah. had no left wingers. And I'm like, this is a great fit for me. Yeah. And, he, and he's like, well, I got enough left wingers. I go, well, you know, just, you know, just. Yeah. You know, can I have your word that, hey, if I have a great camp, training camp, I make a team sign me to a one-way contract. With, he's like, yeah, not a problem at all. So yeah, yeah. I, I knew Jeez, I had to that's... go in there and I had, a, I had an unbelievable camp, and you know, I was the best winger. And that's, and, um... and they and they signed me to a one-year contract. So it was it was great for me. You
2: know, That's crazy, though, because, I mean, okay, you had an off year in 94, 95. Like you said, it wasn't great. But you scored 25 goals the year before that, after your knee reconstruction. Yeah. It wasn't like you were – you know to to have a tryout only like that seems pretty gnarly that they would only give you a tryout deal
1: yeah that's the you know cuz like i said la mm-hmm. just basically let me go you know as a free agent yeah but like no, no team would sign you McKinney. that's crazy no yeah. team yeah yeah that's just the way it was so i um
0: you just I, uh, busted your uh, ball I walked on.
1: Yeah, right yeah yeah i made sure i was ready and i had a i had a great camp and um you know, and then and obviously I ended up playing with Pat LaFontaine and, and uh, yeah. um, that year with, you know, a few other players. I played with Barnaby and Plant. Wasn't
2: Yuri Hemilev, too, I think was on his line for Yuri, a little bit. Yeah, yeah,
1: Yuri's there. I love Yuri. Very quiet, but great guy. Yeah. And, ended up, you know, I ended up scoring 25 that year, and, and so then I was able to sign a, as a 2nd leading scorer under Pat LaFontaine. And yeah. And I ended up, uh, you know, and that's when I went back in with John Muckler and and signed a three-year contract. So it was awesome.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Hassock was on the team. The, 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 the stories are yeah, that Teddy Nolan, yeah, and Teddy, Teddy Nolan, Nolan this,
1: coach. Yeah, how was
2: yeah. Hey, by the way, how was Muckler Nolan and Hassock? Were you there for the drama, or was it not? Was it that? Yeah, it was
1: weird. I none of us really seen it. The, the press and whatever made so much more out of it than what it was. Yeah. I mean, obviously goalies were always weird to begin <laughs> with, but Hassick, right? Hasek was, you know, he was a, he was a weird one himself. I yeah. Mean, yeah. You know, was so he? We, was it true about
2: the like in practice he just hated getting scored on? Even in practice, he would freak out.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, he he always got mad at me because I scored on him all the time. I, I beat him like a rented mule. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> you know, it's funny because my last year, you know, unfortunately Teddy known that coach, and the next year Teddy was coach of the year, and uh-huh. I, had, you know, I, my knee hurt a little bit, but I still scored almost twenty goals, and and then in the playoffs I had, a, I had five or six goals in the playoff. Mm-hmm. Should have beat, should have beat Philly, but like I said, acid went down, and Stevie Shields came in and did it, did awesome. Yeah. Um, but,
2: uh, but yeah, like you said, it was, it was a different, it almost self-destructed with the Hasek, Nolan, Muckler. It was just like, you guys had something going and it kind of all self-destructed a bit.
1: Yeah. It was really weird. Like I said, we, we clinched, we were, we, we were in, um, Hartford and we clinched. I think, yeah, it was Hartford. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hartford was still in I'm trying to think back when Hartford actually went to Colorado.
2: Or Carolina, um, yeah. I think it was. Uh, or uh,
1: Carolina, yeah.
2: Yeah, ninety around 97, 98. But, yeah, they were probably still in Hartford. Yeah,
1: yeah. so they were still in Hartford. Because we played in Hartford, and we actually clinched. We clinched first place. Yeah. So we went to, we were driving up, we were busing to Boston, and we were playing the Bruins, you know. So we stayed overnight in Hartford. We're, yeah. We're, whatever it was, we drove to Boston. And the next day, we had a, a an optional skate. Uh-huh. And, you know, um, Teddy told Tom, "Hey, take the day off. Take it off. He had made him take it off. Yeah. And Hasek actually dressed him out on the ice, and and Teddy made him go off the (laughs) ice. That was the beginning of the end. It was, you know, Hasek, like I said, was just weird. He didn't want a day off. Yeah. Teddy made him take the day off. And from that moment on, the the relationship was, you know, the bridge was burned. Uh, It was weird. So, you know. Bag as Teddy Coach of the Year, you know what I mean? He doesn't yeah. get a job, and that you know, and unfortunately, you know, he
2: deserved it. And yeah, forever he got. And he finally got him with the Islanders, about like ten years later, like it was, yeah. like he was just blackballed, you know, from the yeah, game. For, yeah, for...
1: yeah, it's just unfortunately the way that ended up going down. You know, it was just because uh-huh. we had a team. You know, we won our right. division. We had a team that could have, should have, really been in the finals. I mean, we it was the same team. It was Teddy's team. Yeah, you know. You know, obviously Buffalo had released me the next year afterwards because they, I don't know, you know, yeah. they just bring in young guys, but still seemed pretty.
2: Yeah, the next year, uh, thirty games, uh, ten points in thirty games, still not bad. Uh, yeah, they they were you know
1: me out. I, they were I mean, my last game, I had a goal and assist. We were in in San Jose
2: uh uh-huh.
1: on a, on the end of a road trip. I had a goal and assist and. uh
2: and, they're just and
1: they didn't play me after that. I had a goal, and assist, and they didn't play me anymore.
2: Oh, jeez! Sat me out. Did, you know? did the politics of the game get to you a little bit uh, at times, including this in this situation where they just wanted to? You know, you were productive, you were a, a good veteran player, but they just uh, sat you down, and the politics kind of piss you off sometimes.
1: Yeah, I think it was more the politics. Because, like I said, I was yep. still right. on very limited time. I was producing, mm-hmm. and they just, no matter how well I play, they. they it would sit me the next game or obviously I got a goal assist and they, they sat me out the rest of the season and, and mm-hmm. uh yeah it was frustrating because I don't know maybe they, they, I loved Teddy Nolan I was a Teddy hard-working guy but yeah there, I was I was there to play hockey I go hey you know Teddy's moved on I'm here I want to play hockey you know unfortunately yeah. for Teddy it wasn't fair at, at our team at the time I didn't serve. but still I was there to play whoever the coach was but yeah. You know, unfortunately, you know, when a new coach, new GM comes in, they, you know, it's the yeah. way it works. It's yeah. Like
2: a, they just want their people, right? They just want their guys. Yeah. yeah they want the guys they drafted. But, they want the guys they signed and all that kind of stuff. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like the corporate world. When comes a new mm-hmm. CEO, they bring in their own people and, you know, everything filters down. So, and that's way part of the life and part yeah. of sports. And so... And I understood that. It was just frustrating to end it that way, you know? Yeah.
2: Well, I was going to say, so the end of that, so your three-year deal with Sabres are up. They're sitting you out. No one interested that next year to 10, and then you ended up going to uh, Germany, it looks like. But did you have any well, sniffs what, or what, what happened? Happening?
1: I had one more year, but Buffalo bought me out of my last contract. And, oh, okay. You know, they they bought me out. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, nobody would give me a tryout. So then uh, then that's when I came to Las Vegas. You know, the eye, every team in the eye wanted me to come play. Yeah. I uh, I um you know, every team wanted me to complain in the eye, but I want to come to Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> so, You're like, Well, maybe I'll go. Yeah.
1: You because know, 'cause I'd been coming here and I said, Yeah, and and at that time they had you know, they had Ned Ved, J F Jump, um Dewey Cujo,
2: right? Cujo for a bit. Cujo, I don't know. I, I don't know if yeah, that was then, a, but
1: yeah. Yeah, I I don't know if I miss Cujo but they had a stacked team here. Yeah, yeah. So I was calling the GM, which was Bob Strum, and he's like, "I'm like, yeah, I'd love to come play for you guys." He's like, "Oh, we're all set." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> we're... So I'm like, "Oh, what a bummer!" But I guess they just absolutely got spanked first three games. Uh-huh. Kind of like Boston, kind of like the Bruins, lost all three at home at the beginning of the year. Yeah. You know? That's what happened to them. They lost all three, and then so he was blowing up my phone. He goes, "All right, we need you." So <laughs> flew out, and you know, we won my first two games. Friday, Saturday, we won them both. Mm-hmm. I had you know, had three goals, two assists, two goals, a couple assists, and. You know, so they yeah. you know they signed to the 25 game contract. So and came Christmas, they were the writing was on the wall that they're folding up shop and had no money, so they didn't really mm-hmm. want to pay me. So then that's where Germany called me and said, "Hey, we'd love you to come on over." So I went to Germany. Yeah. You know, they you know, they offered me something good. And so I went over there and played for three months and had a great experience over there.
2: I, uh, I lived in Germany for a little bit when I was working for a racing team in in the late nineties, actually. So, uh, wait, no, it would, I would have, yeah, I would have, yeah, the winter of 98. So I might've seen you play, but I went to a couple of Stuttgart games and, uh, they were insane. Just nuts. Fans love yeah, Fans it. Love it. I was with the, yeah.
1: I was with the Hanover Scorpions. So yeah, yeah, that was, that was fun. I was three or four months. So then I came back and Mm-hmm. Trained again. I went back to my house in Boston and trained and again was doing the search which team I, you know, would fit. Me no, and agent? Me trial. no agent? Yeah, no agents? Yep, no so agents. I was calling teams and then uh, um, my Detroit gave me the opportunity. Mm-hmm. I went to Detroit camp and I had a great camp. Yep. At the end of the, everybody's bags were packed and, you know, the young guys were going back and, you know, my equipment was still hanging up. The, the last game, I had, I scored goals, I was assists, I was running around and being mm-hmm. you know, physical and, had a great camp, so I'm like, all right, I must have made the team, right? Yeah. So then the next morning I get there and everybody had their playing jersey, you know, for practice. They didn't give me one. I'm like, go to the trainer. I go, what the hell's going on? Yeah. He's like, well, last night they told us, they told us that you're here, uh-huh. But the morning they said to hold on. So then it came. Uh, oh, jeez. Then came one of the coaches said, uh, you know, Scotty, want to talk? To you? So I went and to Scotty and then Kenny Holland and. They go, hey, you know, we love you, and just right now, you know, that was the year they dropped the roster by one player to 24 to 23. Okay. And they had two guys that had been in the minors three or four years that they promised an opportunity to. Right. So basically they, they said, you know what, you're, we got to give, you know, the roster, You're in, going against you is a roster drop by one, and we got these two other guys that we promised mm-hmm. some games to. So. Yeah. So that was it. and yeah, I said, yeah, I'm either here or I'm I'm retiring, so that's when I Oh, yeah, so did they ask you to go to Adir-
2: Adirondack, or no? You were just, like, not down with that? No, yeah, Rapper, I was yeah. done with that. Yeah. I just said, you know,
1: like I told them before, I said either I play with you know the big team or I don't play at
2: yeah. all, you know? Right, right. Um, a few other things before we wrap up here. Randy Burge, thank you for doing this. Appreciate it. Um, give me the, the best player that you've played with or against that nobody talks much about. Is there a guy that you pract I mean, obviously, you know. I mean, look, Neely, Bork, Gretzky. I mean, you, you know, everybody knows those people. But who was somebody that was underrated that you either played with or against, or somebody that uh, you know just blew your mind in practice or, or during games that people maybe don't think about or don't talk much about? Is there somebody that comes to mind?
1: Um, you know, just thinking back to you know one guy from each team, kind of. I think of Boston. I would think of. You know, Nevin Markwart. You know? Oh, yeah. He was, yeah. In, you know, me, you know, obviously Stevie Casper was always a great player, but me yeah. and him and me, Stevie and, and Nevin played together as a line. And, you know, being the third or fourth line, we we always felt we were the number one line because we worked so hard and mm-hmm. we scored and we just had a great time. But Nevin was just a lot of fun to play with. He was, you know, a smaller guy, but he'd fight all the bigger guys. You yeah. Kind of, yeah. you know, and he'd be smiling and fighting these guys. And <laughs> me and Stevie would just like, Listen, quit fighting. You know, yeah, yeah. He, he, we, our line would get broken up or something happen or he did get injured. And right. sure enough, one fight he got hurt and his shoulder was gone, and that was the end of our line. But mm-hmm. Devin was a, you know, he just worked so hard all the time. And, yeah. And he had skill too, you know? Right. So, oh.
2: oh, okay. Yeah, interesting. You
1: know, you know, he was a tough guy. And so, I mean, you got Lyndon Byers, that, that whole team of just unsung heroes. Yeah. Know? Lyndon Byers. I just, you know, that guy would bleed, you know, black and gold for the Bruins, and he was there. And sure. We just had a great combination there. That's why it's unfortunate we didn't win the cup there. Right. You know, and then I go to Washington, obviously, uh, a lot of great players there. But, you know, I mean, I played with Keith Jones. Jones, you yeah. know, was the hitter there on, you know, for the NHL Network and NBC. Yeah, now you see him all the time. <laughs> yeah, me and him were roommates and stuff. But he was, you know, he was a player that was like, wow, man, he, you know, he's a – T C Brawley guy and you didn't think he was as talented as was coming out of college he was like never heard of the guy and yeah. He was you know he was a smart, smart kid. He knew how to play the game and you know, he was physical and and he had talent. And he didn't no one really knew it, but he did and uh you know, obviously it's what's gotten him where he is now, which is great.
2: Yeah, he had some bad knees, right? His knees were shot.
1: Yeah, I don't know what ended up happening yeah. at the end of his career there, but I just right. remember playing with Ned and I was like We'd laugh about it at times. We sat out together, and at times you know we were <laughs> yeah, in the lineup together or whatever. But um, you know, so with that, and I go to see, uh, L.A. Um, well, we knew how good Rick Tockett was. Yeah, but, you know, just a class act. I love Rick Tockett. You know, awesome, nice guy, awesome yeah. guy. and uh, you know, that, you know, for yeah, you know, they were all good. They yeah, were all good guys. Just they what come from. Well, talent, he was talented. You know, Rick, Rick, you know, he was on a lot of good teams, scored some goals. But yeah. just all in all, when I was playing him in L.A., I mean, his back was shot. But, man, he showed <laughs> every game. And at the end of the game, I was like, he couldn't walk. I'd be like, Jeez. I don't know how he was doing it. But just character and will and drive that he had. And mm-hmm. he was a team guy. Always a team guy, too. I always like, yeah. uh, Rick Cox. Uh, what's uh what
2: is the best – who's the toughest goalie for you to score on? Like, who who stoned you the most? I mean, look, you scored a lot of goals in the league, but there's got to be a guy or two that, yeah. you know, that just always had your number.
1: Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think back. I always seemed to score goals everywhere. Oh, okay, I mean, yeah. Like those... I mean, you know, I scored some on Montreal, but Patrick Wyg, I guess, yeah, At times he, he stole me. I know I scored some goals on him, but right, you know, I remember always scoring in Buffalo, Hartford. You know, always scoring there. And all
2: the Adams Division games, you know, games, yeah, over, yeah over, all right.
1: those in New York. Always, always up in Canada. i seen him score in Calgary, Edmonton, and, and Winnipeg, and um, yeah. So I'd have to say Patrick Why. Yes, right. I, I played against him the most. I still scored some goals on him, but, um, but... You know, I can't really think of where I would have a ton of shots on a goalie that yeah. stone. At one point, you know, I don't know. I did you
2: uh, Did you score on Wall when he was a normal-looking goalie or when he looked like the Michelin man in Colorado days? <laughs> God, the goalie equipment got huge, man. It got so big near the end there.
1: Yeah, when you look back at the classics, you can oh, see you know, right? it was beginning of Garth Snow, you know, having a flaps on his shoulders, you know, and it's like oh, I know, really
2: right. It was crazy. Yeah. It was you see you never see guys like you guys used to go down the wing and just blast them by the goalie. That's not happening anymore. You know. Right?
1: It's, yeah, it's not there. I mean, the style changed too. No more stand up They got the yep. you know, they figured it out with the butterfly mm-hmm. number one, but yeah, that was Cam Neely going down the wing, blasted five-hole or outside. Him. Yeah, you know, but you know, once you're teeing it up, the goalie just drops. Hey, sure, you'll beat them high, but they just went with the percentages. You know, ninety percent are going to be, you know, six inches or lower, and that's what they spread out to. So,
2: do you uh, do you have one goal that stands out for you that you scored uh, either the prettiest, the nicest, the biggest, uh, like an OT goal or, or anything that stands out in your career?
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, you always think about your first goal. It wasn't that spectacular, but that was, you know, getting it from Ray Bork and yeah. riding it across and scoring to tie the game up. You know, obviously, and then Gretzky set me up, and then you know, your first hat trick or whatever. But sure, yeah, you know, I had a goal in the All Star game. I recall that, you know, very yeah,
2: like you said, uh, you roofed it, vividly, right? You know, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah very roof, very vividly. Um I wasn't a big slap shot guy. I just remember one time getting a pass across on the blue line and Mm -hmm. teeing it up, and it was against Quebec. It might have been against Ron Tugnut, and from the blue line just fired it right off just underneath the crossbar, dinging in. It was a rocket, and I was like, who the hell shot that thing? There's no (laughs) way I could shoot the puck that hard, because I never, ever took a slap shot. I just remember in a position too, like... Cam Neely going down the wing. He just seemed to have all the time in the world. and He'd take a big slap shot and score. Me, yeah, I had never ever had that position where I had a ton of time. I mean, I still scored a few slap shots throughout the league. but sure. I just recall that. Yeah, and you see it slow motion, but the it was like a it was like a laser beam. <laughs> and, and I figured, you know, right. that maybe somebody else had uh, taken the shot. You just, or something. Maybe
2: you grabbed but, the wrong stick or something.
1: <laughs> right, and then. And then one funny goal that I got in Washington, I actually scored off my nose. It was a slap shot from the blue line. Kelly Johansson teed it off, and a, and a guy, I forget who we were playing, but the guy behind me gave me a cross check, and I stumbled, and the puck slap shot rocket hit me right in the nose and, and went in the net. I scored <laughs> off my face, and my nose was huge. Right. And, and I'm laying in the, on the stretcher, you know, they're trying to figure out what they're going to do with my nose and stitch it up or whatever they're going to do. And all of a sudden, I, this young woman, beautiful woman, is leaning over me. And
0: uh-huh.
1: I look up, and she's like, oh, my God, your face is a mess. And I'm like, and it was Marie Osmond. She sang the anthem that night. Oh, jeez, wow. she's leaning over me going, oh, my God. I'm like, Marie Osmond. You know I mean? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's a funny goal that ran into a really funny situation. But I actually went back on the ice and put a visor on it. Scored another goal and an assist, and I actually got first star of that game, which was oh, funny. Too, so. And you ran into Marie Osborne, uh, <laughs> right? Right. I, you know, uh, yeah. the so. when you watched hey, were you
2: in that when you were in that uh, game with Tugnet with seventy saves? I think you were. It's on you classic it was all fun, the time. I was,
1: I was sitting in the front row of the balcony because I was injured that time. Oh, uh, Okay. I, yeah. If yeah. so I recall that game, yeah, had seventy shots and overtime. Uh, running, yeah. Right. Um.
2: Hey, also too, when you watch those classic games, and I'm not just saying this because you know you're on the on the phone with me, but those were some pen. <laughs> those were some serious penalties happening on the ice that never got called. Like
1: Well, that the, was just the,
2: the way you played the it game. It was you know? right. And I, yeah.
1: And I agree. Like I can, you know, I imagine like, you know, two or three years prior to me, guys were you know complaining that, you know, they would scored another fifty goals. You know, they would scored at least another ten, twenty goals. You know. Yeah. And my first few years, I would have, too. But, you know, remember the, the defenseman used to be able to grab your stick right in front of the net. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah, that was it. They just did there it. There was at least 10 to 15 goals I would have had extra there. Yeah. Uh, and and then, you know, obviously no more hooking, no more water skiing, no more of that stuff. I mean, it's great. Now it's excitement for the league. And I, and I yep. agree. That's the goal. You know, I mean, everybody probably looks back and go, Hey, you know, I would have scored another 20 goals. So, that's, you know. Yeah, the, it's it, it just, comes, it's, it's the way it comes, is. Yeah. 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 It evens it out. The goalies have gotten bigger equipment. The nets have gotten smaller teams because of the goalies. Right, right. Well so it's it's good that you get a little bit more freeway now. They're a little bit, you know, free. There are some, uh, you know, the, the guys can't just hold on to you and grab you and hook you. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Some... I made a career, though, I'd have given a guy a little little tab on the hands and stealing the puck. Oh, yeah, 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 right, right, right. they probably call me, you know, eight out of ten times now, you know. But yeah, I, yeah. On that flip side, I stole it and probably scored five or six goals a year that way. You know? Sure,
2: yeah, because you watch those old games, and I watch a lot of them. Um, I've got DVDs and everything, and yeah, there are, there are some serious problems going on. The that, yeah, the refs just look the other way, like yeah. uh, it's hilarious.
1: Uh, also, well, it's good to yeah. Go ahead. It's it's great that they brought in the trapezoid too. I don't know, if, you know. Yeah in my career I'd always lay it in the corner and I'd run the goalie, the goalie come out and play and I ran him and in the playoffs the big brawl started out, you know, Sidorkovich came out and played it. I ran him over, popped his helmet off, big brawl started. And oh
2: and he had that he had the player helmet too, the cage. Yeah, he had the cage on. Yeah, it, yeah, that was that was in Hartford. Yeah.
1: They were it was almost right near the end of the second and and uh I laid it in there and laid him out and the big brawl started. We were down five two and three games to two were down and yeah, yeah. Ray Bork wasn't playing and uh we ended up coming back and winning because we got a power play. They scored at the beginning of the third.
2: And nice job, yeah.
1: And won that game and then we beat them game seven in, in Boston. But, <laughs> but yeah, so a few real changes certainly helped the game out a lot, no doubt about it. Uh,
2: best fight you ever had? Is there one that stands out, or one that you took it to, a guy? Uh, or? Just,
1: anybody in Montreal just bugging him, like Patrick Why. I always bugged him. He's always coming after me, and yeah, yeah, you know, we we had some scuffles, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Caliels, Peter Sabota. So those are my three nemesis. Um, God, what, you know, it I,
2: must have been yeah. crazy to be a member of the Bruins and go into the forum like just yeah. you know vice versa too for them coming into, yeah. into the garden
1: oh yeah we hated each other right, I right. Mean, guys are moving like you know and I ended up moving to four different you know four teams I played for but at that time mm-hmm. with Boston I just absolutely hated them and you know, it's funny, I've had a beer with all three of those, Chelios and Savota, and, and, and Wah, at some point, Mike we Rapper. Sure. Them. Right. <laughs> sit there and laugh about how much we hated each other, and but we respected each other. You know, the respect was there, the hatred was there, yep. and the rivalry was certainly there, and it just made for great hockey.
2: And uh, yeah, the forum and the garden, just two epic, epic arenas, right? Just, you know, yeah. it's so much history. Uh, before we wrap this up, uh, my favorite childhood hockey player was Wendell Clark. Um, love him. You have any Wendell stories? Did you run into him? Did you fight him? Did you? Did he hit you? Did you um, hit him?
1: N- no, I never really did. I just, you know, obviously I I hit whoever. Yeah, know? yeah. And when I got yeah. traded, my, you know, they knew when I was coming back in the Boston Garden that I was going to hit hard. <laughs> so hard. <That's> just, <laughs> right. Because the respect. So and with Wendell, no, I, Wendell okay. was great. It was uh, my brother Joel actually ended up going to the Toronto camp many, many, many years ago in the, in the rookie camp and mm-hmm. Wendell was out there or something like that and so my brother Joel actually had a, a few
2: a few tussles stories. or whatever right, yeah, right, yeah. right
1: so uh, okay but, um, yeah, Wendell, no just just a lot of respect for that guy and you know what a career he had
2: well, uh, Randy Birch, thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. You don't really know me. Rocco gave you a, a, a hint that I'd be calling, and I, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. I hope you hope you enjoyed it. The trip down memory lane is awesome. I think people will really get a kick out of your story. And an underrated career, 25 goals pretty much wherever you went, and uh, some serious knee injuries along the way. 700 games in the league. That's no joke, you know. So um, two Stanley Cup finals, playing with Gretzky, nice little career. So.
1: Yeah, thanks, Steve. Thanks for all the accolades. And, yeah, it was awesome. You know, just let me know. I'll come on the show anytime, and uh, it was enjoyable.
2: Yeah, sounds good. All right. Thanks, Randy.
1: All right.
0: Thank you. All right.